TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Big sports day today, folks. We got the USA taking on Russia. Actually, I think that game tips off as we speak. PGA Golf right here in the fine city of Chicago at Cog Hill. We got the U.S. Open in the semifinals. Baseball races continuing to heat up. College football starts today, but a great, great Saturday of games on slate. No, in case we forgot to mention, the NFL season opens up tonight in the full slate of games on Sunday. Big Dog, Joe Rodwanski on the other line. Uh, Big Dog, we say it early and we say it often, but today I especially mean it. It's a great time of year to be a sports fan, my friend. How are you? Uh, Coach, I'm doing absolutely fantastic. And to be quite honest with you, after all this search and me getting the job, I can't tell you how happy I am because uh, I finally have a job. And it seems like I I kept on being positive. I said everything's going to work out, everything's going to work out. Well, it looks like everything's finally going to work out for me, so... As I sit here, and I might sound a little stuffed up, but I, I do have a smile on my face. And as I do this show, I'm I'm watching Mark Kestisher and the midget Fran Fraschilla, and I'll be watching <laughs> USA Russia basketball yes. as I do the show. So, uh, Coach, it's like I don't know that light at the end of the tunnel is really starting. To, that end of the tunnel is really looking close to me. So I, I'm just ecstatic right now. I can't even yeah. explain. And because have... of this job, I'll still be able to do this show because it's basically I make the schedule around it. And everything else that I've been trying to do and get accomplished with my life, I still could do. So it's like the perfect job that I need for this for my lifestyle, and it's going to pay pretty well. And it's my it's my best friend's company, so I can actually help him out by working my butt off for him. You know I, what I mean? it, did not see the light at the end of the tunnel yesterday as you did, but uh, I have a colonostomy scheduled in a couple of weeks, so I will. Well, hopefully you don't see that light at the end well, of the tunnel, because <laughs> if they get all the way that far up, because I know they, 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 they basically they rot you out yeah. with a camera and a light. So right. if all of a sudden you're seeing like light coming out of your nose, they've gone too far. Well, I I mean, in, it just depends tunnel. on what tunnel you're talking about, but I will see the light at the end of the tunnel, because they don't knock you out. They just make you a little bit drowsy. So, uh, you know, you saw it yesterday. I'll be seeing the light at the end. of the- Hopefully there'll be no spots on the light at the end of the tunnel. I'll- and, then, and that I totally agree with you. Yeah. That last thing I want is anything to happen no. to you. But you I've know, talked to David Olson, by the way. There is a possibility. It's doubtful. Slight chance. We don't want to build up listeners' hopes. A slight chance we might be able to do a remote live from the colonostomy room. Uh, it's scheduled for 945 day. So assuming the doctor is the usual 10, 15 minutes late, we could get live webcast. Up close and probably too personal of the colonostomy in a couple of weeks. Talk to uh, general manager Chris Whitting. I'm sure it would be outstanding programming. We don't need that, Coach. You know, like when there's a <laughs> gruesome football injury, you know, there's like I'm in a room of like 15 guys. It was like, oh, look at it snap. There's one guy that has his head turned, and it's me. <laughs> Turn so and I'm call. not kidding you. I won't watch any of that stuff. I, I, I don't get off on it. As a matter of fact, it, it disgusts me. I can't even explain it. As when I used to play ball, I used to like go as hard as I possibly could. Whenever I would see somebody laying on the ground with their leg in a different direction, I would want to vomit, and it would it was very difficult for me to continue playing because mm-hmm. I, I felt for that person. 
Now, if they had like a concussion because I gave it to them, I had no problem. But like, mm-hmm. I, I broke somebody's leg in half one time, and it's uh, it was Ooh, nasty. And, and after that, I mean, I swear to you, like the sound and all that stuff, it just it's 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 not good for me, Coach. I don't mm-hmm. like it. All right, well, I, I couldn't watch your colonoscopy. Duly noted. We'll, we'll we'll bring a substitute host in for that show. We'll prefer we somewhat of the female variety. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. That's our phone numbers. I previewed at the top of the show a lot of stuff to get to tomorrow. Of course, it's going to be a football Friday. Uh, one of the top, I think, one of the top times of the year to be a sports fan. You got all that that I mentioned. Don't forget, we got NBA basketball and NHL hockey that is not that far off in the horizon. You're going to have training camps for them, but uh, big deal. U.S. Open, we haven't even mentioned. You know, one, open, I know. I mean, and that's been great stuff as well, even though uh, our girl Serena Williams not able to compete. But uh, who's this Caroline Wozniaki? Oh, my goodness. That girl's got a set of legs, doesn't she? Well, I was going to comment on her forehand, backhand, and her rush to the net because I am a true sports professional. Well, I hate to tell you I'm more of a chauvinist. Okay. So you can you can be the true sports professional yes. who mispronounces Brett Favre's name, and I'll be the yeah. I'll be the the sick guy that uh, okay. knows everything about football and baseball and hockey and see I, I must not know that much about basketball because I'm watching this USA Russian team mm-hmm. and I don't know which team is which. <laughs> A lot of African American players out in Russia now, huh? <laughs> oh, 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 really? Okay, so their coach, by the way, their coach, uh, I believe, American-born. A little bit of controversy with Michael uh, Nikita Shashevsky, is there not? Did, did you read about that? Polish, right? Isn't he? Huh? Isn't Shashevsky Polish? Uh, it could be, but he's certainly American-born. I'm calling him Nikita. Nikita, just for the next couple hours while they take on the Russian team. But uh, apparently, the Russian coach, who is American-born, was talking uh-huh. about what was the Great Olympic controversy? Was it '72? It was when, September 9th, and it was, it actually, this is the anniversary of it. September 9th of 1972, okay. three days after I was born. So the, so luckily, yeah, luckily, I was, supposedly that was the first time that I really cried was that right at that moment. <laughs> was what my mom and dad said. <laughs> three days after you were born or before you were born? Three days after I was born. All right. So, so you held off all your tears, and then they knew they had a sports baby when three days old your first tears were shed as Doug Collins and the United States team were rejected, not once, but twice, by bad referee calls. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, my That's dad the, said the, the I was The making of a sports talk that. host right there at the age of three days. Now, my, my dad said I was lucky because uh, I, the way I looked when I was born, I looked exactly like Hank Iba. <laughs> so I probably would have been uh, named Iba if... Uh, Oh boy, that's I, I mean you know there's a lot of ugly babies. That's an ugly baby. Well, love, I, that was an ugly baby. I love Henry. Don't call me Hank Iba, but uh, looks not among his top ten uh, strengths, shall we say? You, you know, it's funny as how uh, things have changed with those players that were on that '72 team. Who basically, if people don't know what we're talking about, in 1972, with three seconds remaining in the gold medal Olympic game, yep. um, the Russians. The Soviet Union, excuse me, inbounded a length a length of the court, missed. The, they said, oh, the clock didn't work. So they redid it again. They do the same thing, and guess what? Oh, the clock didn't work after the Russians, or the, yeah, well, Russians, whatever, Soviet Union, it didn't go in. So they get their third try. They throw it down. There's some big, gigantic seven-foot dude knocked down two midget defenders, <laughs> and then he laid the ball in. Yep. So it should have been a foul anyways. So after the third try, where they reset the clock the first two times, that one 
counted for some reason, and the Russians won the gold medal for the first time against... That was the first time the U.S. had lost yeah. the gold medal ever in a in a regular Olympics. It was the only other time they'd ever lost a game like it. Basketball wasn't an official sport. Yeah, back then in, in that sport, we were untouchable. I mean, we were absolute. The United States was a basketball dynasty. There was that great aura and that uh, cut down. A good part of the aura, one of the most controversial sports finishes ever in any sport. And I believe, Big Dog, the U.S. Uh, team was so upset, and rightfully so, they that never they, took their, they, they never were, took their silver medal, yep, coach. They refused to accept the silver medals. It's funny because now that, like, I remember, like, right when I started getting into sports. So, you know, I heard the story in 1984 at the Olympics and in 88 in the Olympics. And I remember those guys, Doug Collins, and I forget some of the other. Was Quincy, Quinn Buckner on that team, Coach? Don't think so, but possibly. Okay. Like, well, I remember hearing these guys, and the whole, every single one of them was just upset mm-hmm. at the, the Olympic Committee, the officials, the Soviet basketball team. But now as it goes, those guys are still just as angry. They really are, Coach, but they, they also add the whole fact, well, if Coach Iba would have just let us play our, our style of play, it never would have been a close game. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. is like as they get older, they, they start to add stuff. Of so they were too, too restricted, too patterned in their offense, not enough freedom. Uh-huh. Is that what they were saying? Yeah, that's not okay. what they're saying is because they, they were like, if we just execute and play this style, mm-hmm. of, they were like, no, all we need to do is roll the ball out there and we will outrun everybody mm-hmm. and just our skill will – well, it was like all 12 players knew. Yeah. If you think about it, that is the truth, Coach. Yeah, that, that same philosophy, by the way, can hold uh, now, what, about 38 years later? Yeah. Same thing, right? Don't yeah, And exactly. I think Mike Nikita Krzyzewski and his staff uh, are doing a good job of that. They're letting the guys play, but you don't want to restrict that American team too much. They're taking on Russia as we speak. But I guess the controversy was the Russian coach, again, American-born guy, but he's coaching the Russian team, was saying that uh, the United States was uh, – that was a rightful victory for Russia, and the United States has been complaining about that game for too many years, and Nikita Krzyzewski fired back at him. So a little bit of uh, fireworks, shall we say, a little bit of controversy before that game. That's a quarterfinal matchup. Winner, Big Dog, gets to the semifinals and takes on the winner, I believe, of Argentina and Lithuania. It's And I know we're caught up in the whole football. It's pretty good basketball. It is very good uh, competitive basketball. Yeah, and you know, and there's just something about uh, elimination games. Yes. That uh, that I you know I really get off on, and mm-hmm. and I don't care what anybody says. I know these aren't the best U.S. players, but Kevin Garnett and Derrick Rose and Rudy Gay and are worth watching. Is all I have to tell you, Coach. And then you get like Kevin Love and Chauncey Billups doing all like the little things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is it's been entertaining basketball so far. Every game that I've watched, I, I've really really enjoyed. Now you so. said you had your first cry at the age of three days old after that controversial '72 game. Speaking uh-huh. of elimination, did your parents also say possibly you uh, got a little backed up after that controversial game, being a three day old sports baby? Uh, Coach, at that point in my life, I know there was I had no problem with the backups. Okay. Is the best way for me to tell you. You were full fl- free flowing. I was yes, I had okay. I had a good rhythm to me. I th- <laughs> Thank you for that description. Eight 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 four six three sixty seven forty eight. By the way, our Chick Fil A show yesterday has been nominated by the Talk Zone for a one hour sports talk show of the year. We will be uh, not the Emmys, not the Arbitron. What was the award show we made up for ourselves? Lubitron. Oh, the Lubitrons. That's what we did, Dave, on our old radio show. We could never get nominated. So, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. We basically started our own award show called the Lubitrons. You win a Luby if you win it. And we've nominated yesterday's uh, Scintillating. One hour Chick fil A themed show is um, 
possibly the top hour sports talk show of the year. That's a sad story. Excuse me. We might win a Lubitron for yesterday's show, Big Doug. I hope you're proud. We talked college football. We talked betting on college football. We talked Marilyn Monroe. Monroe's assassination. I mean, we we pretty much touched everything. Yeah. So the only now this is I'm going to have to admit something to you, Coach. Uh We've been doing the show long enough now that you can realize that (laughs) I'm. I'm only half moron, but there's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being, you know, half moron. That's if you're full moron, that's, that's a little that's part, a little different. part of what we love about you. Uh, but I, I'm not kidding you. I'm not making this up just to be funny. When you first said the Lubitron thing, when we were doing the show together, you thought it was real. Yeah, I thought it was real. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you don't think we're ever going to win an award? <laughs> you know, and I, talk about being a fool. I thought you meant yeah. it. It's a great theory, though. If you can't, you know, win an award, you create an award for yourself. The award show would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. Just as long, just long as it had open bar, it would have been yeah. a fantastic award. Instead show. of a red carpet, we just put out like an old bath mat from uh, producer Kevin Aran's shower, uh, you know, no, bathroom no. area. It's, it's a no, beautiful thing. No, no, get a, we need to get a new one. I, don't, I do not want to walk on that ball of hair. <laughs> By the way, before we break down NFL season opening up tonight, I do want to wish you and yours, and please keep your hands off mine, a happy Rosh Hashanah to all our Jewish brethren out there, Big Dog. By the way, did did you uh, happen to hear Fidel Castro's uh, rant about uh, Judaism last week? I heard Starlin Castro talk about uh, his religion, but not Fidel's. What was Fidel's rant? Basically, that the Jewish people are the toughest in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ahmadinejad better get his head out of his butt, or he's going to start World War III. Ahmadinejad of wits. I mean, uh, he, he, unbelievable coach. Who would have thought Fidel Castro would have been back in the, the mm-hmm. Jews? And he talked about how his whole life he's been taught that the Jews yeah. were the problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I was just, I was really, I was, I was shocked to hear Fidel Castro saying all this. It was uh, an extremely open-minded. Uh, well, maybe when you've had truth, a lot of truth in it too. I was, I was dumbfounded. When so. you've had a near-death experience, maybe uh, certain things. You know, you get certain revelations. Maybe that's one of them. That's nice to hear. I can hear you're a little touched up when you're legitimately touched up when you're talking about our uh, good friend Fidel. I wouldn't call Fidel a good friend of anybody. Well, a good friend just, of the program. Was... He listens to our show on occasion. Oh, oh stop yet. Talkzone.com. Of course, we uh, spread out into seven different continents and parts of Nicaragua and Cuba as well. Bananas. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool if Fidel called? I mean, I know he listens, but it would be cool if he called in once in a while. Maybe to play Beat the Schmoes, he could pick, you know, Southern Miss or, you know, South Florida, taking on Florida on Saturday, take South Florida with the nine and a half points, something like that. I think Fidel would be very good to have Uh, on our Beat the Schmoes show. Yeah, that's another game that, you know, we're talking about all the games this week. I totally forgot South Florida's playing Florida this weekend. Georgia, South Carolina. You know, all those games that we've been talking about all week, we didn't add those two games. And those are both, both of those football games have four ranked teams involved in them. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it looks like Southern Florida could possibly beat Florida. It's, I don't think it's out of the question to say they can beat them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and by the way, why are they South Florida when they're located in Tampa? You still got to drive another like six hours south in order to get to the tip of Florida. Interesting. So South Florida is actually north of some other Southern Florida colleges. Yeah, and they, they should be called Western Florida because they're, they're in Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. I know they're not Central Florida because Central Florida is actually a little bit south of South Florida. It's outstanding. I have no idea what you're talking about, but that's outstanding. By the way, uh, one of our emailers has wished you a Hava Nagila and a Mazel Tov. Well, uh, have you ever had a Nagila, by the way? Uh, I've only dated one Jewish girl my whole entire life. <laughs> 
I've had a Nagila, and uh, trust me, it's not all it cracked up to be. What, what, what's wrong with that, Coach? Uh, we'll talk after the show. I don't want to get you know, I don't want to be rude to our Jewish brethren out there again. It's Rosh Hashanah. I don't can, know. Huh? You are Jewish. You you can be. It's like I can tell any Polish or Irish joke that you want to hear. That's true. So go ahead. That's true. I remember the original radio program I was doing with another guy named Seth Marks. We used to do a show, David Olson, check it out in your archives, another Lubitron award-winning show called The Naked Truth About Sports. And we would make some uh, jokes sometimes. And there was one guy like six months into the show who was calling consistently and threatening lawsuit against us as an anti-Semitic show. We then had to inform him that the two hosts on the show, the ones you were complaining about, were both Jewish. That was the end of that particular complaint. Well, so it's kind of like the, the Woody Allen syndrome. So, like, like yes. Jews hate Woody Allen <laughs> because he tells somebody, like, he puts the Jew in the bad light. Yeah. So, but like, it, if you're, like, if you don't, like, if you're one of those Jewish people that really don't care, you uh-huh. don't care. But, like, if you're, like, you know, a Hasidic Jew, yeah. then you, uh, you know, then, then you don't like Woody Allen very much. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know what the rules are. Maybe uh, one of our Jewish brethren out there listening could help us out or... Uh, one of our religious experts, but during Rosh Hashanah, sundown yesterday, sundown today, is it okay to listen to sports talk, Big Doug? No, it isn't. You it can't. is not. Yeah. So we we probably, I think we we might have a listener right now. So anybody that take it easy, anybody that is listening could be breaking the rules of the uh, Torah. I'm hey. not sure how that works. I got to be quite honest, okay. Coach. You're the one that should know how those things work. Not oh me. no, not me. Eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. If any of our, our religious experts out there can help us out on that, I would assume that uh, you are not allowed to. But you know, a little sports talk. Maybe there's a little like addendum. You know, like the Constitution has the Bill of Rights. Maybe in the uh, Jewish Torah, there's a little rule during Rosh Hashanah that if there's a good sports talk show for one hour, you can break the uh, break the rules and listen. It. <laughs> As somebody who uh, is a, a big proponent of the Bill mm-hmm. of Rights, it's really not an addendum. For the Constitution, Coach. An addendum. Yeah, it isn't. It's not? No, it's more of like exactly what everything is based upon in this okay. country. So I, I, I wouldn't gotcha. call it an addendum. All right. I apologize to all the creators of the Bill of Rights for insulting that. Uh, 888-463-6748, our phone number, by the way, Big Dog, and our pre-publicity that was sent out, one of our producers stated, I don't know if they consulted with you or not, but in our Facebook publicity sent out, it said that you will be releasing later today. Yeah. The pictures that you've had hidden away for so many years of the rabbi in the three-point stance is that correct? Um, I, I I've I've been warned not to do it, Coach. Really? How about this? I, how, this the best way for me to say it is I no longer have those photos. That's a shame. I, I'm so I do, do. We cannot say I'm going to release those. I, I do not want anybody to get in trouble. But yeah, I do yeah. have. And it's, it's not. It's so just. I, it's strictly a rabbi who was a football fan who was in a three-point stance. Now we had a couple of smart-ass uh, emailers that sent something in in parentheses saying they're surprised it wasn't a priest, which I found uh, you know slightly humorous but mostly affronting. But uh, so you will not. So our Facebook info is incorrect. That picture will not be released. The football fanatic priest in the three-point stance. Uh, we gave out false information. Is that correct? Well, yeah, the rabbi in the three-point stance will not be released. Uh. Trust me, the, the authorities already have the pictures of, <laughs> of the priest standing behind the children in the three-point stance. <laughs> oh, blue 42, red 17, 45, 40. It puts an all-new meaning to an audible, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Oh, and goodness. if anybody's like, oh, Joel, you can't talk about jokes like that, 
uh, anybody want to look up where I was an altar boy and which particular priest was there and what he was doing to the people there? So, yeah. like, it's one of those things like, oh, uh, someone who's Catholic yeah. would be like, Joel, you shouldn't make those jokes. <laughs> well, I shouldn't have had to deal with, uh, like, a priest like that when I was growing up. Dave, when Joel got through with the experience, he was an altar boy. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> Coach. It's not funny. Look up Ed, Ed, Ed Stefanich. Is basically oh, where I can tell you. Goodness. You think I'm kidding, Coach? Ed uh, Space Class, where I went to school. What was it, so, Father Stefanich? Yeah, Father Stephanus, who, by the way, he was one of the few priests that actually <laughs> was uh, exiled because they actually got oh, him. You know really? what I mean? So he had he had to serve like 15 years in prison. He he's been out for uh, about eight years now, and he's a millionaire real estate agent. Wow! Try contacting like, him on Facebook. Maybe send him a tweet. It's so funny that you said that because he's got a Facebook page. I was actually out with somebody the other day, and she was like, we should check him out. And, yeah, he's got his mm-hmm. own Facebook page. We were just dumbfounded. By the like, way, what a piece of crap. Don't look now, but Russia's beating U.S. first quarter. Don't panic yet, but Russia 23, the United States 20. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm watching. And Kevin Garnett's going to – I mean, yeah, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Durant's going to mm-hmm. have to take over here in a minute, and he just wow. did. Driving to the hoop, unstoppable. That's the beautiful thing about watching, like – international sports and, and getting to watch the U.S. team is, you know, I always try to because this is the one of the few times I can ever root for Kevin Durant on the team that I'm rooting for, mm-hmm. you know, wholeheartedly. You know, so it's pretty cool. Guys, an absolute scoring machine. Let's hope the U.S. team can pull it out. Again, the FIBA basketball quarterfinal semifinals, I think, this weekend in the finals. Maybe Sunday or Monday, but it's been very, very good basketball. Big dog, after our first break here, I want to get to uh, the start of the NFL season. Opens up tonight, Thursday night, NFL football. The Saints, the defending champs, take on the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, want a little football preview from you, maybe some picks for the NFL season. Seems like right now the hot pick, the popular pick, is the Packers and the Baltimore Ravens. Those seem to be the two... Um, Soup de jours, if you will, in the NFL. But uh, we'll see if the big dog agrees with that or he has some other picks. Of course, tomorrow will be our full-fledged football Friday. But we will give a brief preview of the NFL season, Vikings and Saints, and, of course, our beloved Bear taking on the Lions on Sunday when we come back. A happy Rosh Hashanah to one and all. David Olson, our producer, will take quick break. TalkZone.com. Two guys, a mic, and today, a Havanagila. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com all right welcome back to the talkzone.com two guys that a mic big dog we talked right before we're going to a very brief brief break by the way uh speaking of briefs you going briefs or boxers today uh right now i'm going commando coach I was going to say, I'm just trying to paint a picture for our listeners out there because you're not part of our live web- webcast. But uh, 
That's a picture that I think we will not paint. Some things are best left to the imagination, Big Dog. Now, there's, a, there's a few cougars out there that wouldn't mind, Coach. <laughs> oh, goodness. The NFL uh, season opens up tonight. Your thoughts real quick. Let's let's break down tonight's game first and then go a little bit overall. But the uh, defending champion Saints at home taking on the whole Brett Favre circus that is the Minnesota Vikings. Um, your thoughts on the uh, opening game here anyways because the Saints defend. Oh, the, the the Saints can absolutely defend. Now we got to find out. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things. That sometimes, you know, the the team that is a champion, the Super Bowl champion, they don't win the, the Super Bowl the next year because they're not the best team. And sometimes they're still the best team, but they they're hung over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're going to find out what happens with with the Saints, whether they still have that fire or whatever, because they still have got a pretty pretty good team all over the place, Coach. Uh, so, but. Uh, I still think that they can get it done this year, and I think they're a lot better team than the Packers. Everybody's in love with the Packers right now. Mm-hmm. There's one thing with the Packers that they're not good at, and that's the offensive line. Wait, Packers, Packers or Vikings? Packers, Packers. So we're talking about like the best teams okay, in the okay, NFC. Okay, gotcha. Actually, in the NFC, in the the Saints repeat. I don't think the the, the Vikings are going to be able to do it because Farm mm-hmm. will not last the season. Okay, he'll be done by like week five. There, there is a scenario year. taking what you said to the extreme. There's a scenario, not that bizarre, where the Vikings not only don't make it to the Super Bowl, they could finish fourth place in their own division. I, you know what? I know people are shaking their heads, but I, the Bears aren't as bad as we think they are. No. Okay. And the Lions are actually yeah. really, really, really improved. Couple and, of key uh, injuries to the Minnesota Vikings. Things don't go their way. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's not that bizarre of a possibility. They could finish last in their own division. Uh, it's about time that Brett Favre gets hurt, and typically Adrian Peterson doesn't make it through the season. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if Toby Gerhardt and Tavarius Jackson are the starters? Mm-hmm. For them, like in, from week eight, eight on, they will finish in last place, Coach. Toby Gerhardt, the uh, big white bowling ball from the University of Stanford, correct? Could be an excellent third and short running yes. back, and a guy that can pick up blitzes. He could end up being a very, very good NFL running back. But mm-hmm. uh, you, you don't want him being your number one running back, you know, no. for the whole course of the season. So. No, no question about it. What talks of NFL football again tomorrow? Football Friday, but we'll do a little uh, preview of the NFL season in honor of the Saint. Taking on the Viking tonight, another season of NFL football, 2010 slash 2011 style about to kick off. 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2GuysAOL.com. Don't forget that's M-I-C in the number two. Mike2GuysAOL.com. Big Dog, help me out. When you We talked about New Orleans defending the championship. What coach was it? I'm going to guess about three, four years ago, who when asked about you know, defending your title, will it be tough or not? He had a great quote, great philosophy that he brought to his team. He said, we are not, it might not even been football, it might have been another sport. We're not it was def- college we're, basketball. We're not defending a championship. Last year was last year. We are going out and trying to win another one. I like that philosophy because defending, you're on the defensive. What what team and what coach gonna, was that? I'm going to give you a hint. You've already brought up the name of this coach so far today. Coach Mike? Yes. Nikita Krzyzewski? It was Nikita Mashevsky. It was after wow. the 2001 championship they had. Okay. And so it was 2002. So time must really be flying by at your age, Coach. <laughs> you turned three years into eight. But yeah, it was. I love the quote. He basically that was basically he said this. We're not trying to defend anything. Yep. They and he was saying this to his players. 
He's like, we can, we, well, they'll never be able to take that championship away from us. That is ours. What we have to do is fight our way to get the next one. Yep. That's a great way to put it. I mean, if you're the, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, it's a little bit different atmosphere. You know, I mean, that you are defending your heavyweight championship because mm-hmm. people are coming after that particular title from you. Yep. But, uh, to put it the way he did in terms of team sports, he's absolutely right. And it was funny. I'm not kidding you. When you were when we were talking about this, I was actually thinking about Shashevsky's quote. That that quote has affected me since he, he has said that. See that the two of us working together for the last nine months finally we're starting to think alike. All right, let, let's get back to the game tonight and some predictions. David Olson, producer extraordinaire. Let me ask you real quick, Dave. Any uh, NFL football this year? Do you got a team you're you're picked to click? If you want, you can be a guest schmo tomorrow, by the way. Yeah, please. I have no comment on that. Your mic's not on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'd be proud to have David a member of the guest schmoes, right, Big Dog? I, I don't think he likes being called a schmo, is what it is. Oh, come on. We can call him the pro. On this show, it's the ultimate uh, compliment you can get. It's a loving turn. Yes, coach, it is. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, but so we'll make our predictions, of course, tomorrow. But uh, your thoughts at t- tonight's game, and then um, give me a couple of potential Super Bowl teams that you're liking right now, Big Doug. Um, well, tonight I am going to take the Saints, and I, I don't know what it is. Even teams that have that Super Bowl hangover, there's so much energy, so much momentum in your practice from being uh, mm-hmm. the Super Bowl champ that I, I really like the Saints tonight. I, I really do, and it's just not the fact that how much I hate the Vikings. And I, and I do. I, I, I dislike the Vikings. I don't know just what it is. All those Jared Allen just, I, I don't know. I just can't stand that guy. The whole the whole Minnesota Vikings, I don't, I don't like any of them. But the Saints will win tonight. And for the course of the whole year, that's a really, really tough call. I, I, I can honestly see the Saints going back to the Super Bowl. Uh, there's so many good teams this year, Coach. Normally, I, I always I don't back away. I always have a team that I think is going to win and that I, I think is going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I don't see anybody out of the NFC North going. I don't see anybody out of the NFC West going. That that division is not that good. I, I hate to tell you this, Coach. I, I think the the Cowboys finally get it together, and they're going to. Be, it's going to be the Cowboys and the Saints yeah. battling it out for the NFC Championship and going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Those two teams are going to get the buys. Interesting. And, uh, I, I really do. And it's funny because the NFC East, I don't see it that good either. The Giants aren't that good. The Redskins aren't that good. The Eagles are, are pretty good. So I like see like the the Cowboys coasting through a bad division. And when I think of the best teams in the NFL this year, almost all of them are in the AFC. Mm-hmm. It's fairly open, is it not? I mean, you know, Especially in the NFC, I think it's open. You know, there used to be the dominant teams in the NFL. We've had less and less of that dominant team uh, of recent years. I mean, the New England Patriots, I guess you could say they were dominant. They were kind of a soft dominant, if you could use that weird term. But this year, big dog coming into it, I mean, if, if the Packers and the Ravens are the two favorite teams, could one argue, and this hasn't been brought up much, but I'll bring it out now, is this as balanced a year coming into it anyways as we've ever had in the I, NFL? I, yeah, I will have to agree with you. I don't know about ever had, but I, I will I will agree with you. And all these people picking the Packers, don't they realize that the Packers' offensive line is garbage? That's their weakest point. If the weakest if your weakest point is the point of attack, mm-hmm. you have issues. And for the last three years, everybody keeps on saying, "I don't know how Aaron Rodgers." Aaron Rodgers is a lot better 
that even his numbers are indicating, Coach, because that guy gets the crap beat out of him every single yeah. game. He is a great – he he was a good quarterback. He is now a great quarterback. I remember watching the kid play in college for California, right? Yes. For, yeah. Yeah. And, and I remember watching him play one game, and I said, that guy – now, I didn't predict him to be a pro star, but I said, that guy is going to be a pro quarterback. You could. He was back like then. He was a sophomore. He just had the look, the feel, the presence, the arm strength, the arm accuracy. But he has become, uh, he's taken the next step. He is now a great NFL quarterback, and you need to serve and protect that young man. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he's got the talent around him. So we'll find out. Uh, he's got definitely got the running back. Mm-hmm. Now, he's got veteran receivers, but we don't know how old those guys are. I mean, uh, What's the one guy, Jerome Crotchety? Uh you're talking about Jericho Crotchety. Yeah, there we go. Was he, did he come over from the Jets? That's where uh, the Jets so the Jets let him go when they picked him up as their third receiver because their starters are Donald Driver and Craig Jennings again. Yep. Donald Driver, now a member of the Green Bay Packers, seems like for the last 37 years. Yes. The yeah. same with Jennings. Those guys have been around forever. Killing so the I, Chicago Bears on a regular basis. By the way, one of our emailers wants to know if uh, you feel a little bit guilty picking the Saints to win tonight. On a night that is celebrating Rosh Hashanah. Why would I feel guilty for that, Coach? Saints. So. Rosh Hashanah. All right, forget it. Okay, I get never it, mind. but I, I just never I, mind. In the words no of Jewish saints. In the words of Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. Never mind. There's there's no Jewish saints. There's no, there's the Saint Jude, right? Apparently. Yeah. I'm, I'm just reading with the emailers. I'm I'm just a conduit. Between you and the listeners, Big Doug, that's what my purpose is here okay. in, in both life and in radio. It's good to know, Coach, that there's Thank a cushion. Eh, kind of weak. <laughs> you want to chime in on some NFL football thoughts as another season kicks off? We talked about it being one of the most balanced season with really no prohibitive favorite. That makes things interesting. Uh, real quick here in the city of Chicago, Big Dog fans are, it's kind of a combination. They're, they're frustrated and depressed with the way the Bears have looked, but still excited about another NFL season and very fired up for Sunday's opening game against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are dangerous. You'll make your pick tomorrow, but give us an early indication thoughts on the uh, Bear-Lion uh, game for Sunday. Uh, the, the Bears are seven-point favorites, and I'm just shaking my head wishing I was still gambling because I, I, I think this is going to be a, a tooth-or-nail game, and I, I don't really see the Bears covering seven points. It, it, you know what I mean? I, I couldn't see them doing it mm-hmm. on a consistent basis, so... Could come uh, one of those games could come down to the final drive. I, I really think this, and the, the the Lions are a lot better than people might think they are. Yes, and they got got yeah, these best, and Donovan Sue. This team has drafted remarkably well. Well, they over picked the up last couple of years. Picked up two studs on the defensive line to give them a little anger management situation. Uh, uh, Kyle Vanderbosch is that the guy? Vandenbosch, yes. Vandenbosch, very, very good. And then the rookie, uh, Nadamakan Sue. Nadamakan Sue. God bless you. Very, very good. Tough physical player. He's been highly impressive as a rookie in his first four exhibition games. He's an angry young man. Bear center Olin Krutz is an angry old man. Big dog, what are the odds that Olin and Nadamakan Sue at some point get into a push, a shove, a punch, and possibly a groin pull? That's at one to eight, coach. Not eight to one, but one to eight. Yeah, it's basically going to happen. <laughs> and who wins? Um, I'm going to have to say that. Uh, have you seen Adamic and Sue in the in yeah, the preseason? I have. 
He's been ripping people's helmets off. He's Scary. been kicking people when they're down. Scary. I mean, this guy is putting a target on his back. He does not care. Yep. Yeah. And he's a, he's a rookie still trying to figure out the game. So his potential about two, three years down the road, he is – you never know how it's going to pan out, but coming into it, potentially one of the better young defensive linemen coming into the league that we've ever seen. Yes, and, and I gotta, I'll got i say it again. The Rams made a mistake by taking yep. Sam Bradford instead of him. Although they like him, and he's starting, but I think you're right. He, Bradford's upside and Nadamakan Sue's upside. Nadamakan maybe is off the charts. Sam Bradford, there's a limit. Yeah, and it, and what the, the Rams have a player by the name of James Laurinaitis. Yep. He's a linebacker, mm-hmm. and he was like Ohio a State? third, yeah, third or fourth round pick. And it's so funny because so many Ohio State linebackers have been picked in the the first round that didn't pan out, like like Andy Katzenmoyer. This kid is incredible. He led the NFL in tackles last year. What you want to do is you want to protect him, put a big lineman like Andani can sue in front of him, and next thing you know, he could run around and instead of just barely dragging people down on tackles. You know, he could run around and force the ball out, you know, and make people fumble. If, if I was the Rams, I would have been like, you know what, my best football player is an inside linebacker. What I'm going to do is get uh, the best defensive tackle coming out since Warren Sapp and put that guy in front of him and, and just mm-hmm. let my defense just be incredible. That's what should that's what they should have done. And instead, they're going to – but you know what, I will tell you this. Sam Bradford has played well, and yeah. uh, it looks like he's a good pick. So it's not like they got a bum at quarterback right. coach. Right. They actually did get a pretty good quarterback. So right. you, you can't complain too much. No question about it. It's good to talk NFL football again, breaking it down, or as me and the big dog occasionally do, simply break down. There's a fine line between the two. You're picking the Saints tonight, Bears and Lions in a close game. I agree with you. I think Sunday's game going to be a very, very good matchup. Let me ask you this. If it comes down to the final drive, as both of us are predicting it potentially could, who would you be, and try to be objective now, because I know you're a Bear fan, who would you be most confident in, Matt Stafford, Juwan Best, Calvin Johnson, in the Detroit offense, or Jay Cutler, Devin Hester, Johnny Knox, Matt Forte, and the Bear off? Which quarterback, which team, with a minute and 30 seconds left, can uh, get a drive done and win the game? Well, I, the best way for me to tell you is I would much rather have the, the Bears with the lead at that particular point because I don't trust either offense. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. So the, the de- advantage defense either way. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going. So I, I'm hoping the Bears have the lead at that point. I, I don't want the Bears down two in a minute 40 to go. Because mm-hmm. right now, good as gold hasn't been as good as gold. If you know what I'm talking about, Coach. Uh, good Bobby is Gold has not been good. Oh yes, who's been our best player the last two years? Yes, he hasn't been exactly 100 percent accurate this yeah. particular preseason. So that is also a concern for me right now. Yeah, I take that back. By the way, not the last two years. Robbie Gold has been the Bears' best player for the last like five or six years in my years of following Chicago Bear football, and that's many a many a year. We've had some pretty good field goal kickers. He's the best over an extended period of time that I've ever seen, Big Doug. Not only the occasional long kick, but primarily his incredible consistency and accuracy. Yeah, he doesn't kick the ball long very often or well. But, yeah, since 05, they got him right in the middle of the 05 year. Mm -hmm. He started, like, his first game was against the Saints, I believe, and he kicked the field goal in overtime to win it. Yep. You know, that was pretty cool. And uh, But, like, Kevin Butler had the greatest year any kickers ever had with the Bears. And then he had a couple years of being bad, but it seemed like he made all the clutch field goals. 
you know, Robbie Gold just seems like he makes every field goal. So yeah. there hasn't, there's just been, he's been totally consistent. No up or down and no, you know, no saving the day, just being consistent, yeah. good as gold. Unfortunately, it's kind of sad when your best football player the last four years is your place kicker. That's kind of a good news, bad news situation. And I would also say their second best player has been Brad Maynard. <laughs> second busiest, that's for sure. He gets plenty of practice. Yes. Well, last year he wasn't all that good. And I got to be honest with you, if the Bears are going to, Contend for a, a playoff spot this year. Mm-hmm. They're going to need uh, their kicker Brad Maynard to be a lot better than he was last year. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not trying to be cute or funny by saying mm-hmm. that. It, it's the truth. So. We, we may have to take an extended break coming up, Big Dog, because I'm looking at the TV screen. I may have to call my wife at home and put the uh, Russia United States game on tape. I didn't tape it. I figured, yeah, we'll win this game fairly handily, and then semifinals will check it out. But it's Russia 35. The United States 30 mid-second quarter. Are you concerned at least a little bit at this point? Uh, yes. It, I'm not concerned because the USA isn't playing well, but it seems like every single team uh, makes the U.S. game the gold medal game. You know what I mean? They get yeah. everybody's best effort. But so, uh, in, you know, the Russians got some talent. They got some pretty good players. So mm-hmm. th- that is an issue. All right. Jimmy Boris Beheim on the bench for uh, the United States, as well as Mike Nikita Shashevsky and the coaching staff. Better loosen those players up a little bit. Get them to play some defense, big deal. That's how you. That's how you get some stops. You know the shots aren't going in. Play some D. Make your and defense yeah, it, turn into offense. Yeah, you play. You play great defense. Next, you know you're getting layoffs on the other end. Yeah, that, and that's that's the whole key. You know, just tell these guys we want you to play incredibly tough style of defense, and then do whatever you want on offense. And by that we mean run. Mm-hmm. And when this team runs, they are unstoppable. So if you want to run, get a couple defensive stops. Okay. College football also on the docket. We'll keep an eye on the USA and uh, Russia game. We highly advise folks that are at home, turn that game on on the TV, but listen to us over the Internet. You can get a double uh, entendre, if you will. Right, Big Doll? Yeah, you won't know any of the Russian players anyway. (laughs) But unlike you, they'll be able to tell the difference between the U.S. team and the Russian team. I'm sorry. I didn't know who was who. I couldn't tell which was the U.S. team, which was the Russian team. Oh, goodness. 888-463-6748. If you want to help the big dog out, you can do that. Your football thoughts. And uh, we do got to sneak in a little baseball. The season ain't over yet, big dog. White Sox lose to Detroit 5-1. to one. They're five and a half back. Uh, the San Francisco, Colorado, and San Diego have a little three-way race going on in the National League West. Atlanta and Philadelphia are battling it out as well. But tough loss for the White Sox yesterday as Minnesota wins yet again. They're amazing. Yeah, it's starting to think Minnesota has a chance to win the American League. They're playing so well right now. Yeah. It's, 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 they can't lose. It's freaking phenomenal. And is there anybody hotter in the game of baseball than Jim Tomei right now? Mm-hmm. Who, by the way, something that we didn't mention the other day, he tied Frank Robinson for eighth on the all-time home run list. You know, at, and by the way, that was a bomb and hit the top of the flagpole way up in center field. That was mm-hmm. just it, that was an amazing shot. Uh, right now, Jim Tomei. It's just absolutely destroying the baseball. There was questions maybe a year ago, and you think Jim Tomei is a Hall of Famer, safe to say, with this little add-on this year, tying Frank Robinson eighth all-time. Those questions, Big Dog, have ended. Jim Tomei is a clear Hall of Famer. I would have to say when he retires, he will eventually be a Hall of Famer because just, just wonder, he's like the Harmon Killebrew of our generation. I know yeah. he plays a different position, but mm-hmm. like the Killebrew never, Killebrew never won like the MVP. Did he ever? Nope. Similar to a Willie McCovey would be another guy in that, that area. Yeah, yeah. That would be a, a really good uh, 
comparison. Of course, William McCovey was on some great teams. I guess Killen Brew was too, because the, 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 mm-hmm. the Twins went to the World Series like twice in the 60s, didn't they? So, Emilio yep. you know, Pasquale, Zoila Versalles and company, absolutely some great Minnesota Twins teams. Jimmy Cott. Heck yeah. Yeah. Largest, so, yeah. by the way, I, I wrote down in my notes here talking about Harmon Killebrew and Willie McCovey. Those might be two of the largest heads to ever play professional baseball. You ever see? I'm going to have I'm going to have to go with you on that one. I, I really can't think of any bigger than than the two. You ever see no, the baseball no. card of Willie McCovey? It's like it's seventy percent body, thirty percent head. Yeah, he needed to grow a fro just to make his head look a little bit smaller. <laughs> is what he needed. It's the guy with the largest head that grew during his career was Barry Bonds. He went from well, normal yeah. to gigantic. Yeah, now now we're into a totally different territory. But Harmon Killebrew and Willie McCovey's large craniums, those were all, all natural. At least we think they were. <laughs> I love Harmon Killebrew. That guy was a great player. The killer. killer. Third base for the Minnesota Twins. Euler Versalles over at second. Earl Batty behind the plate. Jim Cotton, Camilio Pasquale, uh, who else did they have? Uh, who was the second? Richie Rollins was their third baseman, I think, after Killebrew, right? That's before your time. Yeah, it, it, it well, but you know, they did have some quality teams. I know they had the, the great defense out in, mm-hmm. out in the outfield. So Zoila Versalles, by the way, one of the first, maybe the first. I know Campy Campaneras did it after him, I believe, but played every position in a game. Remember That's when, pretty cool. Remember when I know Bert, he, won the, he won the MVP in 65. Yes. I know that. Yep. Yep. All right. We're going down nostalgia's path here on a big sports weekend. 888-463-6748. Me and the big dog will head down many a paths. Very few of them are the one that we're supposed to be on, the straight and narrow, if you will. 888-463-6748. You want to direct us? We more than encourage you to do so. Talk some sports with the dog and the coach, uh, uh, college football is also on the docket. Big Dog got some games tonight, and you mentioned this weekend, arguably one of the best. Well, you've called it one of the best weekends in a long, long time. That is the best non-conference weekend that I could ever remember in my life. I mean, there's Oklahoma, Florida State, two ranked teams. Alabama, Penn State, two ranked teams, two of the greatest story traditions in all of uh, college football. By the way, Heisman candidate Mark Ingram, ninety uh, percent sure, will not play against the Nitt- Nittany. Well, yeah, he probably doesn't need to, to be honest with you. Joe Paterno, a good game coach. If Joe Paterno is listening, he just used your words as locker room material, Big Doug. Well, I'm rooting for Penn State, so Joe Pa, I'll be more than happy to do whatever it takes to get your uh, Nittany Lions angry and ornery. I can't uh, say he's uh, always listening, but on occasion, our studies show that Joe Paterno, an occasional listener to the two guys in a mic show. He just has to turn it up really loud. <laughs> Then you got South Carolina, Georgia. You Excellent have, game. Uh, you have uh, Oregon going into Tennessee. You, you haven't, have, hit, haven't uh, hit the best game yet. Uh, you have uh, Miami going into the Horseshoe, taking there on is, the Ohio baby. State there University. There it is. That... Don't forget Michigan, Notre Dame. Excellent I mean, game. There's a, there's another ranked two ranked Florida, South Florida. I mean, unbelievable! Mm-hmm. All How about, games uh, in one weekend. Jim Harbaugh and the uh, Stanford Cardinal taking on the Bruin of UCLA. Not a great one, but that's pretty good as well. Heck yeah, that's a good game. Mississippi State plays Auburn tonight Woo! On, on Thursday night football. People are forgetting that because everyone's going to be watching the the the, the New Orleans Saints and Minnesota Vikings. That, that's mm-hmm. a big game too. So, well, on any one of these sixty-seven commercials during a Thursday night football, we can certainly have plenty of time to check out college football as well. 
I'm going to predict, Big Dawn, that the Miami, you you heard me pick Miami to be the national champions this year. That was in our preview show. You probably disregarded it, but that was my pick to click. I had Miami going all the way. Randy Shannon's boys, always the bridesmaid, never the bride this year. I think they take the next step. I'm going to predict the Miami at Ohio State game will be a classic, will be one of the better college football games of the season. I'm not sure who's going to win. I guess I should say Miami if I picked it, but I predict that game could be one of the better ones in recent memory. Um, well, Miami better bring it because Ohio State is legit, Coach. Yep. They, they've got athletes all over the secondary, and they've got a defensive line that can you know create havoc and let all those athletes behind them just create havoc. Mm-hmm. So if, if Miami is going to win, Ja'Cory Harris, who throws the most catchable ball in all of college football, he just seems to put the ball exactly where it's supposed to be. But uh, saw this thing on Todd McShay talking about him the other day, and it's right. The guy has no pocket presence. He just drops back, stays in the same spot, and then tries to deliver the pass. And he ends up getting destroyed by people. Ohio State will break a dude if he does that. So if if he hasn't learned from last year, Ja'Cory Harris is in for a long, long, long day. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be the, the difference for Ohio State and Miami. In front of a 100 and some odd thousand fans at the Horseshoe. And the impressive thing about Ohio State is that uh, behind the guys that are raking havoc are more guys that can rake havoc. And behind those guys are more havoc rakers. Ohio State is like three deep with all Americans at every position. It's a gluttony of... Uh, talent that jimmy trestle has at his disposal oh isn't that the truth coach they they uh they draft i mean they recruit well over there at at ohio uh-huh. state that's but yeah, no but, joke but unlike charlie weiss's notre dame team they coach him they coach him up at ohio state well yeah i'd have to agree with you there yeah. they get it done the best gets it done yeah there's a lot of schools out there that recruit big time players the university of illinois has done an outstanding job of recruiting some of the top talent the last five, seven years. But they when you get them on campus, you got to coach, you got to put them in a system, you got to motivate, you got to coach them up. And, and the I, Illinois I, players, the Notre Dame players, just to name a few, those individual players haven't gotten better. Ohio State is an institution that gets them and coaches them. I'm going to have to disagree with you about the Illinois. They got the athletes. They never got great players. They've yes, got they got great did. athletes. Big dog. There's they got. Difference. They would consistently. I'm not going to say the greatest. Offensive linemen and defensive linemen, but they got some top quality big boys over the last four or five years. Many of them right from the state of Illinois, and these guys go there and they're never heard from again. It's like the black hole. Yeah, it, it, you're right about that. And but they've gotten also a bunch of guys that are just they can run and they never really proved they could uh, play the game of football. Mm-hmm. They were just great athletes, and they come to Illinois and they end up being just great athletes, you know, and, they, and not great football players. And there's a big difference, coach. A gigantic difference. Speaking I, of which. I want, um, I want guys who can run, uh, like tackle and block. I, I, the fact that they can run fast is, is, is good, but if I don't want some track athletes, uh, they, those guys don't tackle that well. Very. So. Speaking of which, by the way, very very depressed as an Illinois fan to read that we just signed another recruit, six foot five inch. I'm reading out of the Chicago Tribune right now, 280 pound offensive tackle from Hinsdale Central, Scott McDowell, six five two eighty. Was all excited, and then it mentions that he was excited about going to Illinois. Not only because of football, but because of their outstanding business school as well. Big Dog, I can't tell you how chagrined I was. Another football player with his eyes on academics. Very discouraging. I don't, I don't know what's worse. The guys that get in trouble 
uh, you know, off the field or the guys that actually yeah. want to concentrate on yeah. other things besides football when they're in college. I, Dude, I, I, I have no idea what's going on. Either extreme is just wrong, I can tell you that. It is. It absolutely is. <laughs> All right, 888-463-6748, college football. Can't wait till tomorrow on a football Friday, Big Dog. It's going to be hard to three pick three. There's so many juicy games out there to just pick three, as we do on Beat the Schmoes. And by the way, the listeners that did not tune into our Chick-fil-A-sponsored award-winning show yesterday, uh, review with them very quickly how the Schmoes did in week one. Please. I can keep on hearing it. Oh, you want me to do it? Yes. Uh, basically, uh Coach went three and zero. Woo! I went three and zero. Oh! Uh, Dave Olson went zero and zero, so we're undefeated. Dave and Olson does uh, not like to be called a schmo. Uh, and uh, Brian Bauer, I believe, went two and one. Coach. Two and one. Yeah, so that's not bad. Uh, eight and one run is that's, not bad when you're talking about picking games against the spread. We're up that's in Minnesota. That's Minnesota twin territory right now. Actually, yeah, that's, they, that's hot. I think they won nine out of ten. Another one run win, but yeah, the schmoes. We're on fire week one. Now, there are some naysayers out there, Big Dog, via our email and tweets that are saying that's an automatic jinx for us, that success in week one means that we're going to head downhill rest of the season. So, And there's some truth to that particular curse. So we are going to have to fight what they call the sophomore jinx, and I'm counting on you to lead that fight, my friend. Yeah, I normally start out poor and then get good by the end of the year. Yes. So hopefully that it's just the opposite this year. Well, hopefully it's uh, I start out bad and continue good. So, mm-hmm. uh, any uh, particular food items? I know you uh, celebrate with the United Nations over your house watching college football and pro football. Week one of the NFL season. Week two for college. What's on the big dog menu for this weekend? I might stop by. By the way, it'll be a, it'll be a pulled pork sandwich, coach. That's sorry for the pork. I feel bad yeah. for the pork. Yeah, kosher. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's, it's in the backyard running, but we're going to get it killed kosher. <laughs> so uh, I, we can't do it today. There's no rabbis working, but hopefully we'll get one for tomorrow. So to be a fresh kill. Once sundown hits, there'll be plenty of rabbis available to pull pork. Oh, uh, excellent, excellent, coach. So it'll be a fresh pulled pork sandwich. <laughs> Big uh, you got any? Uh, you know, you got to tempt me a little bit more, and that's a long trip. To your house, I can rest comfortably. We got the, uh, we got the, we got the sweet corn on the cob, and oh, it's from now the, you're the local market. Now you're talking. It's so good, you don't even have to cook it. It's do we have a Do we have cob. a Big Dog's famous barbecue sauce on the pulled pork? Uh, no, it's cloudy barbecue sauce. Ah, interesting. Excellent, excellent stuff. If pulled pork can't get you out here, I don't know what will. <laughs> I am a big pulled pork fan, by the way, so I, that that may indeed do it. What was the famous restaurant we used to advertise? Billy's on Addison. With the yeah, pork, yeah, with yeah, the pork yeah, kebab. Billy's in Addison. Yeah. Billy's in Ad- They had the best pork kebabs, David Olson. In fact, I went for a a colostomy, a colonostomy, like five years ago, and they found a spot on my colon. They were very worried. Then, like a day later, they found out it was just a, a piece of a kebab, piece of pork from Billy's in Addison pork kebab, and I was okay. Just as bad, by the way, for you. <laughs> The cancer they decided to keep the kebab they were going to remove. Yeah, baby, you better get that kebab out of there. <laughs> oh, I miss our flushing sound effect. I don't know about you. Well, I, I have a toilet here at the kebab. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, football Friday tomorrow. Big dog, real quick now. You told us you got a new job. Congratulations. Tell our listeners, if you can, I hope this is a, a, a legal above be uh, above board job that you got. Absolutely is. Where, uh, where, where will you be employed and where can our female fans find you? Uh, I will be working for the Taxpayers Advocacy Group. And Uh-oh. basically what we do is we, we find out if your home 
has been your real estate, if you've been paid too much in real estate taxes. And if you have been, what we do is we negotiate uh, the price of what you should be paying yeah. from now on in real estate taxes. And then we go back and get the amount that you've mm-hmm. overpaid. And with yeah. that, you know, we take a third of it. But yeah. trust me, if you've overpaid like yeah. five grand I, over the last 10 years, you know, you're going to, that's money that you never knew you have. You know, we take a third of it, you know, you, and then would you get back like, you know, like $3,400 you're about, in a check? And then you wouldn't have to worry about doing that again. So we don't get any repeat business coach because we fix it for you. That's like the whole goal. We're like the, we're like a good personal trainer where we teach you how to work out, then we leave you alone. And mm-hmm. we're not like the chiropractor which tries to break your back so you have to stay there. <laughs> well, what we want is just word of mouth telling all your friends about us is, is what it is. Yeah, so, I, I can speak to its effectiveness, and you're about five months five months late for me as a client because I went through a group, and uh, it was a little shady. My wife was a little worried about it, but bottom line is, about two three months after dealing with them, we got a twenty five hundred dollar check in the mail. Yeah, and it's, it, it, it takes that long normally. Yes. This time of year, it takes a little bit longer because those people aren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typically that's what we tell people. It's going to take like uh, uh, about 12 weeks yep. to get your check. So, you know, it usually takes about three months. But this time of year, because uh, so many of the of the people that work for uh, uh, Cook County yep. go on vacation in December and in January, that is. Don't expect your check for uh, 16 weeks mm-hmm. or six, you know, 16 right. to 20 weeks. Well, we right wish now, you so. wish you the best of luck on the new new job, and hopefully, uh, it will be fortuitous and uh, encouraging for you, big dog, and fulfilling is the be, word though. I was looking for. And fulfilling, it, it we wish be. you the best of luck. All right, oh, heck, it will be. All right, now just make sure you get your priorities straight. The show first, job second. Beat the Schmoes football picks tomorrow. Can you follow up with another three and zero, big dog? The pressure is on, my friend. Coach, all I care about is going two out of three. Uh, a three and okay. zero is, is That'll work. Eight. That'll work. Okay, all I care about is if I go two out of three, I'm very, very happy. We'll settle for two out of three. Football Friday, beat the Schmoes tomorrow, folks. Don't forget to join us at 10. We'll do it all over again. I want to thank David Olson, our superb producer, for helping us out today. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow for a Football Friday.